friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. And as much as I pretty much figured this was going to happen, and it did happen, we saw what happened in California with the recall results yesterday and their massive push for mail-in ballots that appeared out of nowhere. And Newsom, apparently now, the governor, the Governor nuisance is what they call him out in California, will still remain in play, which is pretty much what I figured was going to happen. If nobody has figured out, as we pretty much got a real clear example of this last year, the aspect of voting and the people's voice being heard no longer exists as far as in this republic, as sad as that is. And the aspect of a true vote and a true election like Dad said yesterday, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who votes. It just matters who counts the votes. <laughs> and that's pretty much what we've seen now. As sad and as weird and as polluted as it's become in this republic, that's where we're at now. And so I was disappointed, but I wasn't shocked when I saw that yesterday. As I was hoping, for California's sake, they were going to get rid of this complete and total idiotic moron who's done nothing more than exactly what the globalist banker boys and what a lot of the Chinese banker boys have demanded that he's done for the last year with the lockdowns and restrictions and mandates and everything else. But can't say you're surprised very much. But one thing I did see that I thought was very interesting now is a doctor out of Idaho. And this isn't something, again, that's surprising, but this is just confirming exactly what we expected to start happening. Dr. Ryan Cole who's a board-certified pathologist and diagnostic labs owner out of Idaho, has released a shocking new report now. And this is on LifeSite News as well. And he discusses how the COVID injections are causing a massive uptick in autoimmune diseases and cancer. And the video produced by the Capital Clarity Project, Cole revealed how now he is seeing a 2,000% chronic illness increase in individuals who took the injection. He says, and I quote, since January 1st in the laboratory, I'm seeing a 20 times increase of endometrial cancers over what I see on an annual basis. He goes, I'm not exaggerating at all because I look at these numbers all year, every year. And I'm going, oh, my gosh, I've never seen this many cancers before. He revealed these and other statistics at the event well, he told individuals from Idaho that this so-called injection is invoking a reverse HIV type of autoimmune response in people's bodies. And this is what we expected it to do. He said a normal, well-functioning immune system has two types of cells that keep the body healthy. You have helper T cells known as CD4s, and you have killer T cells known as CD8s. In the fully vaccinated or fully injected individuals, he said, we're seeing a massive suppression of T-cells, which is leaving the patient susceptible to an array of different illnesses. He said post-injection, we're seeing a drop in the killer T-cells in your CD8 cells. And what do they do? They keep all other viruses in check. And the results of what he's figured out now is basically showing exactly what we expected. Is It's going to allow a massive immune response, especially when people start becoming susceptible and exposed to, say, the flu and other types of viruses in the fall. Remember, this type of 
upper respiratory virus and it's spreading in the middle of the summer, in the middle of the heat, is usually unprecedented. This is not something that's normal at all. And what we're seeing now is this is primarily being caused by the mass amount of injections of individuals that are becoming sicker and sicker. perfect example is Israel. And now what we're starting to see even further is the people that are getting continually injected are the ones that are becoming sicker and sicker and sicker. And a lot of the individuals who are uninjected and keep their immune system strong with vitamin C and D3 and stay on top of it are bouncing right back. I had another great customer, him and his wife. He texted me up yesterday and he goes, man, he goes, we bounced back. He goes, we both tested negative now. We're feeling great. He goes, thank you so much for the information and basically the, you know, the supplements that you told us to take. And, and I'm like, okay, yeah, absolutely, bud. It's awesome. I've heard this over and over and over again. And it's fantastic to hear when people are actually taking care of themselves naturally and making sure they stay strong and healthy. Ironically enough, even though the bumbling buffoon, when he reads his teleprompter, he came out the other day and said, <laughs> he said, the biggest thing you can do if a hurricane's coming, it's going to make landfall. Biggest thing you can do, the most effective thing you can do, especially in states that are affected like Florida, the first thing you need to do is you need to get vaccinated. <laughs> I, I sent that to a couple different friends of mine, especially ones down here that have dealt with Florida, and everybody gave me a chuckle, I guess you could say, because I'm not really sure where he's coming at with his idiotic science, because remember, it's all about the science now. Trust the science. That's, that's what they tell us, right? Trust the science. Don't, don't question anything. Don't question the narrative. Don't absolutely at all be prepared for anything. Just trust the science and what we tell you. And now, but ironically enough, an article that just came out of NBC and nobody wants to talk about it, including the bumbling buffoon with his teleprompter, they're saying now that the experts are reviewing scientific evidence and concluding the COVID vaccine booster shots are not needed for the general public, a group of leading U.S. and international scientists said Monday. The conclusion in a peer-reviewed journal in The Lancelet comes a week before the Biden administration says it plans to begin offering booster shots to the public. The FDA advisory group is also meeting Friday to discuss the data to support this wide use of boosters. They go on to say current evidence does not appear to show a need for booster shots in the general population at all right now, in which efficacy against several diseases remain high, the scientists wrote, adding the widespread distribution of boosters is not appropriate at this stage of the pandemic. So we're going to get a real clear-cut example right now because there's, there's multiple doctors and scientists that did this research. I was reading it. And, I mean, they're blatantly saying boosters are absolutely not warranted right now. They actually expect it to have a negative rebound. Imagine that. Surprise, surprise. So if we see the bumbling buffoon administration – and the rest of his clowns, including, I guess there's one guy in his administration I saw the other day now, he's a complete and total flaming homosexual. He runs around with these big, giant, white fingernails and makeup on and, I guess, a purse. And he's this, this big event. He runs around the White House now and administration. I'm not joking. I saw it the other day, and I, I just started laughing. And I said, oh, well, okay. again, they're making everything they can as far as a mockery of this country of this administration, of this entire 
you know, free world, so to speak. And this is what we're continually seeing. Now, apparently, they have a international uh, bailout fund where they give money to all these other countries. We see that all the time. You know, basically, international support with our money, with our tax dollars that we pay in. And uh, I guess Afghanistan is set up to get another $65 million in international aid. I'm assuming the hundreds of thousands of machine guns and C4 and Simtex and Blackhawks and MRAPs, that wasn't enough financial support for Afghanistan. So, so we're giving them more money, but it's surprise, surprise, it's not anything that we should be worried about. You know, don't worry about where your taxpayer dollars go. Don't worry about what you pay into. Just continue to smile and be happy and hand us money and take your injection and don't ask questions. I guess that's what they're trying to make sure the rest of the country continues to believe right now. Dad, what do you think? Well, the thing about it is, is all those planes and helicopters that we left over there in Afghanistan require tens of millions of dollars a year just to maintain. And they need to get their pilots that train properly. They need to get the helicopters serviced. And some of the propellers were taken off some of these planes because the guys who were in the Air Force had enough sense to realize that a plane can't fly without a propeller. And so they got to fix the fleet they were left. And I'm sure that a lot of these guys in the Air Force did this and did not have orders to do this. In other words, there are enough patriots in the military and in the Air Force and in support services you know, that were in Afghanistan. They're like, well, if we throw a shovel full of sand inside of this turbine engine, it won't work very long. So I guess we need 65 or 60 million or 100 million or whatever. So this is just the beginning, by the way. And then, of course, we've got to deal with the poppy production. We've got to make sure we maintain enough private mercenary forces by giving tens of millions of dollars to Afghanistan to make sure that we maintain the $1.5 to $2 trillion a year in black ops budgets that are being funded through the Exchange Stability Fund. And I posted a whole article on that a couple of days ago as far as six little short tapes as far as you guys can watch on the Health Masters news site to basically uh, you know, keep running black operations and keep the deep underground military bases afloat and to make sure we maintain our space force. And this list goes on and on and on and on, brought to us by what was once the OSS, then became the CIA, and basically funded through the Exchange Stability Fund since 1934 with the communist Woodrow Wilson, basically seized the gold of the people of the United States, and then reevaluated the gold after he seized it all and put billions and billions of dollars into this slush fund called the Exchange Stability Fund that, by the way, nobody talks about besides us. Just thought I'd mention that again. So all of this stuff is happening all around us. And in the middle of all of this, we've got to realize, you know, with the, with the entire planet now, and primarily the Western countries, because India and a lot of other countries in Africa, they're pushing a whole bunch of ivermectin right now. They really have, like, no substantial death rate from this kill shot that basically has an HIV component to tie into what Austin just said and a SARS component inserted in the genome for gain of function that was paid for by Fauci. But they're not really dying in these other countries. Because they're not listening to the Rockefeller Rothschild Medical Complex, which has a stranglehold on medicine of the United States. And so they're doing pretty good. In fact, most of the African countries really aren't being affected by this. Now they're saying that we have some type of Ebola released. I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, we had that pilot from Qantas Air come in and basically did a big 20-minute thing on that. I posted it saying that that would be the next thing is some type of Ebola product would be released. Now, whether that's true, I don't know. Maybe that's what they're going to release back into Africa. You know, because this whole thing with this worldwide global collapse as far as population is what they want. And honestly, what we're dealing with here 
is a worldwide tsunami, like a tidal wave of fear right now that is being caused by a weaponized coal virus called COVID and the renaming of all flu, co- flu cases COVID. The, immediately, the immediate enforced use of Fauci's deadly remdesivir, this is almost all hospitalized patients to guarantee COVID deaths, the mass campaign of misidentifying genuine causes of death, and the resulting global public outcry for safety as promised with this killer bioweapon, so called non-vaccines, it's kill shot. This is a century. In fact, it's really not a century. It's a millennium, millennium long, two millennium long Kabbalist Luciferian trap. This is literally turning into the biggest horror show in recorded human history. And if this isn't stopped, Austin, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell everybody listening today, it will dwarf the black death of the Middle Ages in which half the population of the planet died. Because remember back then we had about 500 million people on the planet, which, by the way, is their stated goal, and about half of them died. Some people say say two-thirds. And and a lot of them say that this was also caused by the Kabbalists who were throwing rats into the water supply, I kid you not, in Europe to cause the people to be infected with the bubonic plague. You think, well, what the heck? Well, yeah, how about that? And so what we have to also understand is that, you know, this group of people – they're just all about worldwide genocide and the reduction of the population. And they use people like Bill Gates as front people to just control everything because they don't want you to think about what they're doing. You know, yesterday I played an audio version of, of Klaus Schwab. I gave you an 18-second clip of him talking about the fourth industrial revolution, talking about in detail about, you know, what they're going to do and how they're going to change your DNA the problem is, and I hate to say this, I had a lot of people contact me. And they said they couldn't understand what he said. So what I did is I had Tom, my brilliant, brilliant friend who does basically improv and impersonations, etc. I had him redo that little short recording that Dr., uh, how should I say, Klaus Schwab did so you could understand it. Now, what I did too, now I've got to say this, this is embellished. The first 18 seconds is an identical transcript from this guy. However, after the first to 18 seconds i went ahead and had tom really kind of tell you what was going on with klaus schwab and then we did like another little minute recording to give you an idea of what these guys have in store for all of us if we allow them to do this now if we get this that these guys are all Kabbalist luciferians it starts making more sense otherwise it just seems like the united states and the world in the clutch of some pandemic which basically doesn't really exist without all these drugs used to make it really deadly but then we start to realize that so many people in the United States have believed the lie. So let's go ahead and play. Now, the first 18 seconds is basically exactly what he said in Tom's voice. The rest of it is satire. Remember, that I'm saying that it's satire. Here we go. The difference of this forced industrial revolution is it doesn't change what you are doing. It changes you. If you take a genetic editing, uh, just as an example, it's you who are changed. And, of course, this has a big impact on your identity. There you go. That's it. Perhaps you don't understand. So let me explain more clearly. We are going to make you something else that you are not. We are going to destroy your DNA. Some people speculate and ask, is this the mark of a beast? I'm not going to answer that. Suffice to say, when God looks down, he will not recognize you. The truth is that I am a Swiss banker. I understand these things and how they work. 
it doesn't matter if you get on the train to Auschwitz or not. If you take the shot, you are already getting on that train. Well, there you go. That's the first one I want you to do. Now, remember, the first 18 seconds is his direct quote. The rest of it, you know, is satire and what we've realized and what we've seen, you know, in his voice. Now, listen to this part of it here. This is more satire. So I mentioned that I'm a banker, Swiss banker. Why do I say this? You know, of course, how we bankers have enslaved most of the population of the earth. Now, the problem for us is that you won't willingly become slaves. But we have figured out as part of the Kabbalist uh, Rothschild banking cartels and all the other money managers and financial people who run this world that we have this challenge of having to change your DNA so that you will no longer resist. Resistance for you will be futile. The result, of course, is that you will do what we want you to do. Clearly what we want you to do at this point is to die. That will be the end. And that will come to conclusion about how we want this new world to look and this forced industrial revolution. There you go. Now, I told Tom and kind of gave him an outline of what to do on that, and he's absolutely brilliant, but that's what they're doing. And I wanted to put it in Klaus Schwab's voice so that you would know that, you know, these people, these Kabbalists that are doing this are based, a lot of them, out of Switzerland, of the International Monetary Fund, which is another creation, by the way, of the Exchange Stability Fund, which is basically being run by the Treasury, which is being run by the Rothschild Banking Cartel when the Rothschild Banking Cartel took over the Treasury in 1934. All of this stuff ties together with the international crime cartels and the trafficking of opium and drugs throughout the world so they can continue to fund their black operations. And when we understand the whole picture here of who they are and what they are and what they believe, then it starts to make more sense. I mean, it really, really does. And then we have pockets of resistance, like right now in the Daily Mail. A U.S. lieutenant colonel resigns over the Biden's tyrannical vaccine mandate and warns of Marxist takeover of the military as he refuses the jab and forfeits his pension after 19 years of service. Remember, one more year, he'd have been pensioned. He'd have gotten probably $80,000, $100,000 a year for the rest of his life. Lieutenant Colonel Paul Douglas Haig has resigned and given up his pension because he refuses Biden's unethical, immoral, and tyrannical vaccine mandate. He listed many other reasons for his resignation, including a complete lack of confidence in the presidential administration. He says, quote, I cannot and I will not contribute to the fall of this great nation and its people, the father of seven wrote. His resignation comes a month after active duty Marine Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Schneller was relieved of duty while calling out senior leaders in a widely shared video. So the military at the highest levels, I mean, the colonels are you know one step below the generals. These people have had enough. Now, remember, Biden came in. Well, actually, me, Obama came in and purged the military. He really did. Took out a whole bunch of majors and colonels and generals. I mean, literally over a thousand of them were basically forced into, into retirement or terminated because they weren't going along with his, how should I say, takeover. Now, remember what they made him do. They had to fill out a questionnaire. And one of the questions was simply this. Will you fire on American people? If you're ordered to do so, will you go into a neighborhood in America and will you fire on the population of the United States? 
Well, they gave an oath to preserve and to protect the Constitution of the United States and to protect the American civilian population. And many of them said, no, I won't do that, and therefore they got the boot. So apparently some of these other colonels have had a, I should I say, epiphany, and they're saying that they're not going to do it now either. By the way, in New York City, I like this, by the way, in, in New York City, furious teachers are protesting mandatory vaccinations. They marched across Brooklyn Bridge, charting, chanting. Well, you know the big trace here is now it's F. Joe Biden. Businesses reel against New York, New York City's indoor vaccine rule, crackdown. I mean, the Delta infections flattening. In other words, they're going to have to release another version of this basically bioweapon because it's starting to flatten out again. This is what always happens with bioweapons. By the way, thousands of protesters marched across the Brooklyn Bridge. Then they gathered for a rally in Manhattan's Foley Square where they vowed to defy vaccine mandates. Demonstration was staged by a teacher's group that is opposed to Mayor Bill de Blasio, by the way, who's a hardcore communist and vacationed on his honeymoon in Cuba under Fidel Castro. The mayor has required that all New York public city school teachers get vaccinated by September the 27th or get fired. New York City and on Monday also started implementing vaccine mandates in bars, restaurants, and gym. Policy implementation comes. The latest data shows falling numbers of newly diagnosed COVID cases. By the way, we have another person that we know that basically went to D.C. this past week to basically go on vacation and see the monuments. And they weren't even allowed in restaurants because they did not have a vaccine passport interesting george bush who was directly involved with his little pet goat book and you know the 9-11 and all the things that's happened he's now joining joe biden war against domestic terrorism of course that would be something george bush would do former president george bush used the 20th anniversary of 9-11 to call for a new war on extremism against americans gosh i can't even believe he's doing this i know he's an idiot i got that okay i know he's dumber than a box of rocks and i know the guy i got all that but I mean, to come public like this, he must—they must have him by the by the throat here on some type of videotape and forcing him to do this. Basically, he's warning on extremism against Americans who oppose radical agendas of the government. He described the January the sixth demonstrators as domestic extremists and equated them with jihadists. He said they share a disregard for human life. What? And a determination to defile national symbols. What? They're the patriots, Mr. Bush. In case you're not aware of that. He said that the children of January 6th are the children of the same foul spirit, and it's our duty to confront them. Joe Biden, before the election, said that my top priority once I'm elected as president will be to combat domestic extremism. But yet Donald Trump knew this was going to happen in advance. He already saw it being pushed through his Justice Department by Barr, and yet he refused to pardon any of the people that were arrested on January the 6th. And again, I had another friend of mine this morning. He basically is saying, I wish Donald Trump was back. Donald Trump needs to come back. Donald Trump needs to come back. And I will say this, that Donald Trump in his first year, before apparently they had the opportunity to show him, how should I say, the videotapes that Ghislaine Maxwell says that they took with him when he was attending one of the Epstein, how should I say, parties. We'll leave it there. He decided that at the last couple of years of his administration to do what he was told to do. And he no longer was the Donald Trump that ran for office. He was no longer the Donald Trump trying to change things. In fact, right now in Arizona, after the United States spent billions and billions and billions of dollars, way more money than it was put necessary, to build the border wall, and part of it has been basically now torn down. Near Tucson, which is only 65 miles from the Mexican border and is a major distribution center for illicit drugs from Mexico, Trump constructed 245 miles of wall along the Arizona-Mexican border, cutting off major access points. However, now Biden is tearing down large sections of that wall, 
and they've been cut out. They've been left wide open so smugglers who can cross at will. Remember, a lot of the smuggling taking place now is human trafficking because it's so much more profitable. That's why these children are separated from their parents because they're being smuggled into child sex rings. And so this is being facilitated now by cutting open this wall. Federally contracted employees, employees and workers are breaking up the materials and cutting down this border fence to be sold for scrap. There are no cameras in these areas to notify Border Patrol if someone comes through. And all of this is being you know, directed and guided by the corrupt Kabbalist Biden administration who gets on his knees to a Kabbalist president. Just thought I'd mention that. And we've had 20 years now of tyranny and the rise of the security complex from the 9-11 for COVID-19. I mean, just read this to you. This is from John Whitehead. He's a constitutional attorney. And he's a founder of the Rutherford Institute, and he gives many examples of how the United States government has abused Americans and treated its citizens like enemy combatants to be spied on, tracked, scanned, frisked, searched, subjected to all manner of intrusions, pepper sprayed, hit with rubber bullets, intimidated, invaded, raided, manhandled, censored, all of it, denied due process, and then even killed. He says, since the towers fell on 9-11, the U.S. government has posed a greater threat to freedom than any terrorist, extremist, or foreign entity could ever do. He points out shocking facts such as there are now reportedly more bureaucratic, non-military government agents armed with high-tech, deadly weapons than there are U.S. Marines. I'm going to repeat that. There are now reportedly more bureaucratic, non-military government agents armed with high-tech, deadly weapons than there are U.S. Marines. And a new government agency, HARPA, measure that, that's kind of a play on words, so they've been using that for years, will take the lead in identifying and targeting signs of mental illness or violent inclinations among the populace by using artificial intelligence to collect data from Apple Watches. You know, you want you to take that Apple Watch and throw it in the garbage, by the way, or get a refund on it. Fitbits, Amazon Echo, throw that away. Google Home, get through your Google. In short, the government has become the enemy of the people because the government is controlled by the Luciferian Kabbalist one world order dictatorship of the international banking cartels that run the world through the CFR, through the United Nation, through the International Monetary Fund, and through the central banks around the world, answering only to the Kabbalist handlers who are the priest and priestesses class here in the world who answer to and are directed by Lucifer. That's what this boils down to, whether we want to look at it like that or not, but that's the bottom line on this. These people are Satanists, and that's all they've ever been. Jesus called them out 2,000 years ago. They're the same people that 2,000 years ago put Jesus on the cross. I just want you to know that. It's the same group. Jesus hated the religious authorities of that day. Why? Because he knew that these people were the children of the devil, and he called them out for being so. Book of John, read it yourself. Austin, what do you think? And what's your next story? Well, spot on. I mean, they've continued to push this agenda for some odd reason. They just hate people that are alive and that are free. They just can't stand the concept of people being able to make their own choices and actually having the ability to live their own lives. A perfect example we've seen now, as reported basically through uh, the national file, is the leaked Zoom video shows certain hospital officials discussing COVID-19 scare tactics. And this video, I've watched part of it, has been posted on Twitter now. Some of it's gotten banned, some of it's gotten reposted. And it first shows the speaker seeming to ask questions 
about how COVID patients counts are determined and sharing with the public. McDonald responds and says, I guess my feeling at this point in time is we need to be completely a bit more scary to the public. She then introduces her idea to inflate the number of COVID patients by counting patients who also recovered. She goes on to say, there are many people still hospitalized that weren't considered post-COVID, but they're being not counted in the numbers. So how do we include these post-COVID recovered people in the number of patients in the hospital? And then she goes on to say, something else that we can take is these important numbers are people that are still in the hospital that may not be necessarily on a COVID floor or have COVID, but they're occupying the hospital for a variety of reasons. I think that needs to be highlighted because once you're off isolation, you no longer are counted in those numbers. She goes on to say we need to be more blunt, we need to be more forceful, and we need to see something coming out. If you don't get vaccinated, you know you're going to die. I mean, let's just be really blunt with the people and make sure they're scared. This is what she says on doggone Zoom meeting now that's gotten released. This is from a very influential hospital. This is what is going on. This is why I've told you repeatedly, ask questions, do your own research, and by all means, do not allow them to put you on remdesivir if you go into the hospital for any reason. We're now seeing, in some cases, not all hospitals, but in a lot of cases, this is almost a concerted effort to make sure not only are the cases being exponentially grown as fast as they can, but every single person that goes in the hospital is either being neglected and or being given drugs that they know are going to cause problems. We have a friend of ours who's an individual. He's basically in the hospital for COVID because he had extremely low O2. And we found out the other day he basically had no O2 replenishment all night. No nurses swapped it out. He basically had zero O2 all night. They came in the morning. His O2 levels were extremely low. They came in. Oh, my gosh. We're sorry. We didn't mean to replace your oxygen. Blah, blah, blah. We're sorry. We'll replace it now. And I'm not saying that these nurses or doctors are doing all this on purpose, but what we are seeing now, and this is my opinion, what we're seeing now is an intentional push to collapse the United States healthcare system, which we all know is a significant for-profit industry. But at the same time, they're seeing that there's something strange going on. When you're having a shortage of nurses and you're having people that are coming in, that are progressively sick, and you're putting them in the hospital. And then at the same time, you're telling the nurses who have been with us for the last year and a half, the physicians that have been with us the last year and a half, two years, and have gone through all of this. And you're not saying, listen, if you don't take the injection, we're going to fire you. And you've got swaths of nurses all over the country now that are hardliners for good reason. They're saying, no, we've all already had COVID multiple times we've recovered we're alive we're well we're working through this we're running these 12 hour shifts and we're not going to be told we have to be injected with an experimental drug and some of these hospitals are saying okay that's fine well guess what uh, we're just gonna have to figure out how to uh, let you go and what do you think is going to happen to these healthcare systems what do you think is going to happen to these hospitals if they actually pull the trigger on this with this absolutely asinine, manipulated, manipulated OSHA regulation that bumbling buffoon Biden had his crony banker boys come in and try to manipulate the terminology for what they're doing. What do you think is going to happen? 
It's going to collapse the entire healthcare system. And then what are they going to do? They're going to say, well, this is happening because it's, it's the unvaccinated people. People aren't going to inject it. I told you guys yesterday what Fauci said. He's basically saying now we, we've got to push harder. We've got to basically make sure the last 20 to 30 percent get injected no matter what, even if it's mandates. Well, what happened to bobblehead Fauci a couple months ago when he said we need to reach 70 percent vaccination rate because it's herd immunity? Well, that doesn't work anymore. So the only way to have a injection work is have 100 percent of the population injected. Well, that's that's never been the cause. That's never been the case yet. Pfizer was very clear that this injection doesn't prevent, nor does it stop you from spreading it or getting it at all under any circumstances. They're very clear about that. So when you see these doctors coming out on this leaked Zoom video and other information like that, it makes you realize what's really starting to happen. And then you just have to look at the VAERS numbers. All, all FDA-approved injections minus COVID, which is a COVID injection, which has not been approved at all, people – Fail to realize that a other Pfizer injection that hasn't even been released to the public got approved. The current Pfizer injection still is emergency use. But if you look at all injections throughout this year to date, all the FDA approved injections from ages 12 to 19, there's been four deaths and 36 hospitalizations. These are all the current injections, the MMR, all the other toxic ones they have out. Okay, so four deaths, four kids died from 12 to 19 this year already, and 36 were hospitalized from normal FDA-approved injections. Well, if you take the one COVID injection, one COVID injection just this year alone to date from 12 to 19, we've already seen, but aged 12 and 19, 30 deaths, 173 permanent disabilities, 3,575 emergency room visits, 1,603 hospitalizations, 316 life-threatening illnesses, and 84 blood clots. 84 blood clots between ages of 12 and 19 just this year alone from this injection. But yet, the bumbling buffoon gets on national television and says, well, it's, it's totally safe. Why wouldn't you get it? It's free and it's safe. Well, I can tell you right now, nothing's free, and this injection is far from safe. So do your own research, my friends. Understand what's currently happening and where they're trying to push this agenda and ask questions all of the time. That is crucial. And on top of that, and I want to say something else here that's totally off topic. I want to bring this up real quick. I want to let everybody know and encourage all of our listeners. Thank you for your support and also give you a heads up. We've had a lot of shipping delays incoming to us lately. I've gotten a couple emails where customers are asking about basically products that have been delayed or shipments that have been delayed because they know normally our orders are unbelievably fast. And we get stuff out, bam, right to you as fast as we can. We even have expedited shipping on our website to get stuff out to you as fast as we possibly can. We're having massive delays in transit from a lot of our suppliers. We had one shipment, a pallet, come in that just landed yesterday. It took almost two and a half weeks to get here from California, and we've been tracking it, and we've been fighting with the shipper, and we've been fighting with the distributor, and everybody's basically said, sorry, this is the new normal. It's blatantly what they said. And we got it in yesterday. We got caught up on a lot of stuff. We got a lot of different products. We, we got iodine back in. As you guys know, that's a huge product. 
That's back on the shelves right now on the website at Health Masters. We got excellent C. We got zinc. We got D3. We're doing everything we can here to make sure everybody's supplied with the highest quality supplements we can possibly get out. But I'm letting you know right now, there are going to start being more and more delays, especially when it comes to shipping time. And not, I'm not just talking about from us. I'm talking in general. If you guys look at Toyota, they said its plans to further slash its output over the next two months by 400,000 units due to alleged computer chip shortages, computer chip shortages. They're now saying food prices in the U.S. have been on the rise for six straight months, and they're planning, they're expecting to hit the largest annual increase since 2008. And then what really got my attention is UPS hiked its prices, by the way, from 4% to 5.5%. We already saw that. We've already seen price increases across the shipping board, and we've dealt with it. We're, we're eating almost all of it, and we're doing the best we can to get you the fastest shipping possible. But one thing that got my attention this got my attention real fast, is the president of UPS said he expects everything to start slowing down precipitously by 2022 when it comes to transit. And this is his quote, I half-jokingly tell people, order your Christmas presents now because otherwise on Christmas Day, there may just be a picture of something that's not coming in until February or March. That was the president of UPS's quote last week. He's letting everybody know really fast that there's going to be huge delays in transit time. That's why I've encouraged everybody. If you need food buckets, if you need water filtration, if you need supplements, if you need backup anything, if you need ammo, don't care what it is, whatever you need, it's that time now to start making sure you have at least a couple months supply. And I don't mean being one of these weird hoarders where, you know, they're like, oh, I, I've got 10 years of food stocked up in my living room. I just, I sit on food buckets and watch television because I came in that furniture because I have so many food buckets to the ceiling. I'm not talking about that. I mean, quite frankly, if that's what you want to do, by all means, by all power to you. But quite frankly, I can tell you right now, if it gets to a point where you're eating on 10 years out of food buckets, you're probably not going to be alive because everything's going to have gone way, way, way more sideways than we can anticipate if we reach that point. But I always encourage people, at least, and this is, this is just a fact from what I've learned down here in Florida, with transit delays, with hurricanes, with all types of events that have occurred on a regular basis, at least have 90 days of supply, whatever you need. If you need cinnamon extract to maintain blood sugar, keep three bottles on hand. If you need ultimate multiple, if you need food buckets, if you need some backup water, make sure you have at least 90 days of supply. That's a pretty good staple to stand by. I mean, you can obviously go up and down wherever you want to go with that, but I think 90 days is always something that I encourage. And quite frankly, from the comment that Mr. Price, the president of UPS, said very clearly, you may have a picture of something that's not coming in until February or March, so order your Christmas presents now. I think he's trying to give everybody a hint, hint, that two- to three-month delay times is not going to be something that's abnormal. We're already seeing two- to three-week delay times right now with transit on stuff that should be taking three to five days. So I want to give everybody a heads-up on that and just say, listen, 
do what you got to do. I'm not telling you what to do, but I encourage everybody, make sure you have backup preparedness when everything starts to dissipate. Because the last thing you want to do is be that guy in Walmart on Friday night getting in a gunfight because you're trying to get canned soup or extra water. I'm just being honest with you. That is the last place that you want to be. And you can talk to any retired military, anybody that's been involved in countries that have had impactful collapses on the economy and they'll tell you the exact same thing you don't want to be around huge crowds when something goes down you want to stay prepped the prepared individual always has an edge you always want to have an edge in a situation you don't want to be getting caught off guard dad referenced that movie the outlaw josie wales yesterday it's an interesting film old western film and it goes back and basically what happened after the civil war and one thing the one of the Indians tells him, he goes, you need to have your son to your back. Gives you an edge when you're in a gunfight. A good fighter always has an edge. A good prepared patriot always has an edge. You always want to have that one step up. So, again, I encourage everybody, stay prepped, stay ready, and continue to make sure you're awake and listening to what's going on and encourage other people to do the same. What do you think, Dan? Uh, very well said. And the movie, The Outlaw Josie Wales, is probably one of the greatest westerns ever done. It stars Clint Eastwood. And he did indeed say that. And I remember there in the middle of the movie, he's basically, Clint Eastwood's confronting like three or four by guys who are basically, you know, bandits. And they want to steal his horse. And so he's on top of this ridge with the sun to his back. And the old Indian looks up and sees him and goes, good. He's got an edge. And see, this is what we all have to have as an edge. And that means you're going to have food stored up, water stored up, backup generator, whatever. you got to have an edge. Because quite frankly, when they collapse the economy and collapse the country, it's going to be in a gradual phase like they're doing now. And remember I told you guys, they're inflating the currency like unbelievable right now. And, and when they're doing that, they have to slow down demand. They've got to. Because if they don't slow down the M1, the velocity of the amount of money, they increase the M1, the amount of money in circulation. They don't slow down the velocity of money. You're going to have hyperinflation like they had in the Weimar Republic. You know, so they're trying to avoid that as they collapse the dollar and collapse the United States. I know that's a horrible thing to talk about because we don't really want to think these things have happened that these people think like that. But I got news for you. They really think like that. And this thing's planned out. It's like I said, this has been going on for a millennia of time to bring this world back into this old world order. And that was the big thing back then. They had to get rid of Jesus. They really did. They had to figure out a way to not allow people to think of Jesus. I mean, this is an article from the Christian Post right now. 60% of adults under the age of 40 now say Jesus isn't the only way to salvation, that he's equal to Buddha and Muhammad. And I'm, I'm telling you, this is because of the name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, weirdos in the pulpit that the Masonic Lodge put in back in the 40s, 50s, and 60s under the Frankfurt School to collapse the United States by taking away our intrinsic Christian values. That's what this is. For those of you who are younger, I apologize for my generation. Too many people in my generation were too busy being doped up and stoned up and practicing free sex back in the 60s and the 70s and not paying any attention to what was going on in the real world just they really were it was the great hippie movement back in the 60s and the 70s you know and protesting in college campuses about the vietnam war but never looking at what was going on as far as from a global standpoint or from a kabbalah standpoint and the destruction of the christian values that's what woodstock was a giant you know orgy with a big concert going at the same time you know i missed all that because that was back in the 60s you know, I graduated from high school in 73, so it's one of those things that it's just 
a giant mess that we've got ourselves into. But now we see the mess, and we talk about the mess. And I've been talking about the mess for 40 years now. I mean, let me say it again, 40, 40 years, trying to warn everybody for almost half a century about what they were doing. And, guys, we got to wake up the masses because the vast majority of these Christian churches that are out there now, especially all the name it, claim it, blab it, grab it goons, they're not preaching the real Jesus here. I'm letting you know that. And we're going to have a continued degradation of Christ and Christianity and the power of the Holy Spirit. A lot of people don't even believe in the Holy Spirit anymore. They don't believe in a triune God. They don't believe in anything. They really don't. You know, one major denomination out there, you know, the Mormons. And I've got a lot of friends who are Mormons. But if you get to the level of where you need to be with the Mormon teachings and philosophy, they will tell you that Jesus Christ and Lucifer are brothers. I don't believe that at all. I believe that Jesus Christ was basically created in the image of the Most High God, is what it says in the book of Hebrews. And they say that God, he is the exact representation of God Almighty. And Lucifer's not. Lucifer's a created being. And we've got to understand all of these things are so important from a biblical standpoint. Now, the Mormons, they got a lot of stuff right. They, they prep. They've got food stored up. They've got really good family life. they got a whole bunch of things that they're doing right. But they need to get that part of it right. They need to not... They need to understand who Jesus is. They need to get it right. And they need to realize that a lot of what they do is based on the Masonic lodges. And they got to look at the, the stuff they do and the, the priestly gowns they wear and the, the holy underwear and all the stuff they do. Now, I'm not picking on Mormons today, but there are a lot of people out there that realize that there are a lot of different folks out there who don't believe in the deity of Jesus Christ. And we've got to understand that we as Christians have to believe that way. We really do. We've got to realize that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he sent Jesus to save us. And without Christ being the author, the finisher, the perfecter of our faith, there is no salvation. It's not going to be through Buddha. By the way, just a heads up here, newsflash, Buddha's dead. Just thought I'd mention that. You know, and these Hindu gods, they're all dead statues, and a lot of them are demonic entities. And so we don't need to be involved in this New Age stuff the other day. We were at a health food store in Sarasota for the weekend, and Sharon wanted to go pick up some stuff to, you know, store up. She wanted to pick up some some turmeric roots, some other things, and we were there. Some girl was selling, you know, a product for memory, and I said, "I'll I'll take some of that." And I started talking to her, and, she, and I started talking to her about Christ, and she was a Catholic, and she basically goes, "Oh, well, I used to be, you know, Catholic. I used to believe in all that. I don't believe in that. I'm New Age now." And then she starts talking about all the multiple lives, all this crazy stuff she believes. And I looked at her, I just laughed. And she goes, you think it's funny? I said, no, I don't. I find it sad. I said, I find it sad that you were never taught who the real Jesus is. And she will tell me something about Christianity that I don't know. <laughs> I looked at her, I started laughing. I said, are you ready for this? What does omnipresent mean? And I went into the whole thing with scalar waves, all of it. She goes, oh, oh, I didn't realize all that. Oh, that that's real Christianity? I said, yeah, that's real Christianity. I said, that's the power of prayer through Jesus, through the Holy Spirit. I said, people don't understand what Christianity is. You don't need to. She would say, well, I've had all these other lives. I said, no, you haven't. <laughs> I said, no, you haven't. I said, this is all that new age stuff that you believe. I said, don't believe that nonsense because it's simply not real. So I ended up spending a few minutes with her and basically trying to help her because I wanted her to realize that if she did not have a true relationship with the Most High God, if she did not have a true relationship with Jesus, if she did not have a true relationship as a Christian with God Almighty, that things are not going to go well for her. And she needs to understand that. By the way, just in a moment of levity, uh, last night, uh, Sarah 
from up in the North Carolina area called me up and said, look, my, she texted me and she goes, my eight, nine year old son, Sean, uh, is doing a report on Florida. And, and basically he wants to talk to you to interview you because you live in Florida. So I had the most wonderful 10, 15 minute conversation with Sean and I talked to him about alligators and he wanted to have big alligators. God, you know, typical little boy. He wanted to have, you know, the, about the, all of the stuff down here. I talked to him about the manatees. I talked to him about the springs. So Sean, I know you listened to the show. It was wonderful talking to you last night. And Sean, I know your mom listens to the show every day and I know Sean that you do too. And I want to thank you for that. And anytime you ever want to talk to me, Sean, you're more than welcome to. Now, I thought I'd just do that for a second as a moment of levity and, and support of Sean. Now, guys, think about also what we've been talking about as far as what's happening here, as far as what this COVID is doing, what this injection is doing, as far as reducing our immune systems. Remember, the only way that our immune system can work properly is it has to fight off cancer and all these different types of things. And if, if you got, if you, if you kick it down, so it's not doing that anymore, you're going to have a massive increase in cancer rates. One Idaho doctor is reporting a 20 time increase in cancer among those who are vaccinated for COVID. Why does that happen? Because the body's immune system is downregulated to allow the spike proteins to be formed, which would never happen. If you didn't put that, the immune suppressant stuff inside of the vaccine, the body would kick it back out instantaneously and not allow the cells to produce spike proteins. But it downregulates your immune system. I talked about this a few weeks ago, about how there's been a huge spike in cancer rates all over the United States and all of the people who have been vaccinated. Really important that you get this. You say, well, it's just, I've got to do it. Well, no, you don't have to do it. It's a choice. Isn't it always a choice when people are basically doing crazy things? You don't have to say yes. And by the way, People are acting nuts everywhere, everywhere. I mean, people are getting into fights. Road rages through the roof. I mean, I've seen it myself. I've experienced it with the way people are driving and how they're acting now because, quite frankly, people are very frustrated. Their cortisol is through the roof, and they're really, really scared. I'm going to tell you this very, very carefully here. i got to be so careful on this. The suicides are through the roof right now, and they have been since the beginning of COVID. You've got to maintain proper brain health. You gotta take cod liver oil. You gotta take black seed oil. You gotta take B complex. You've gotta take the things that your brain needs in order to stay healthy. It's very important. Magnesium brain food. You've gotta give your body and the brain the raw materials that it needs in order to maintain healthy brain function. We've got a really good healthy brain program. That's a great protocol to follow to maintain healthy cognition and healthy brains. Now remember what happened with women. You know, they found that there's a condition called postpartum depression. And what they've learned from that is this. When a woman is pregnant, the fetus, the last trimester, pulls a lot of the omega-3 oil out of her brain. And her body needs that omega-3 oil. But the brain has to have that in the developing fetus to develop properly. So it will pull it from the mother. And so it's so important when a woman's in her last trimester, she massively increases her omega-3 oils. And, you know, we have that in our entire prenatal program. But also remember, you need to be supplementing your diet with omega-3 fats, like the cod liver oil, every single day. Why? Because if that woman has a deficiency in omega-3, she develops what's called postpartum depression. You know, Marie Osmond had that problem. She basically went on psychiatric drugs for it, and a lot of women do because they go into a really low point, and they get really depressed, and then they start getting frustrated, and they start arguing with their husband, and it causes all these problems with marriages and all this other stuff, and it's because of the postpartum depression. It's so important, ladies, listen to me. 
And Sharon and I went through this first when Austin was born. You know, we, we didn't know a lot of the stuff that we knew about raising kids. We didn't know about it. And it's so important that you understand that when you're able, how should I say this in a nice way now? It's going to sound kind of, I have to be careful. I have to make this G-rated. You need to maintain relations with your husband as soon as possible after you have a baby. Why is that? Because he has needs too. And the other thing too, a lot of women, and this is part of the maternity, how should I say, change from the hormones and part of the, how should I say, the mothery, motherly instinct that you developed because of a right brain-brain interface and because that baby came from you, a lot of times you put that child before your husband. Now, I understand. I got it. The baby's got to be fed. The baby's going to have a wet diaper and all that. But you've got to work your husband's needs into this also as quickly as possible. That's very important. You know, tell him you love him. You know, sit on the couch with him, hold his hand. Be nice to him, okay? He's having a baby with you, right? And everybody's having a massive change with what's happening right now. And it's important that you're aware of the fact that you've got to maintain some type of normalcy as the way it was before the baby was born. Having had four children, I know that extremely well. So just an encouraging note. For the husbands, be patient with your wives. And, and ladies, think about your husbands too. It's very important that we have some type of balance, especially now that so many people are under such stress with all of this stuff and these immune systems being comp- compromised. Also, one more thing, and let's also finish up. It's really important that you specifically tell your doctor what you want to have as far as the drugs that you want to use if one of your loved ones get in the hospital and the drugs you don't want to use. I highly suggest you talk to them about remdesivir and tell them no. Now, there are a lot of times they won't let you talk to them. And they won't answer you. And if the, the person is not a direct family member, they're not going to give you any information anyhow. Don't allow that. You make sure you get the information and don't let them give him some stealth drug. We've got to give him and not tell you what it is. Really, really, really important. I love you guys. I've had the opportunity to pray for you this morning, and I want to thank you again for listening. You guys are amazing. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. But that's extremely important. I've had numerous people, I mean, probably over a dozen different people I know, contact me and ask me about that with remdesivir. I've told you guys that before. I'm, I'm getting repeated, repeated reports on what's been happening with that. And I've done my best to try to give people the information and the updates and the news and the truth about what's really going on and say, listen, you know, ask questions about it. If your family or your wife or your husband or your, you know, relative is basically in the hospital for something, find out what they're putting them on. Always remember, you have a right to know what drugs your family's going on. Always remember that. If your husband or your wife is going on some type of drug in the hospital, I'm not saying it's necessarily always bad. I'm not saying they don't need to be on it. What I'm saying is, though, you have a right to know. Don't let them belittle you and degrade you and make you feel like you don't have a right to know or you don't deserve to know. Some of these drugs, in certain cases, have unbelievably long-term debilitating side effects. It's very easy to figure it out. You simply look at the side effect adverse events on the box of the drug. They tell you what it does. I'm not saying there's certain compounds that are extremely life-saving. What I'm saying is you have a right to ask questions about what's really going on. And in reference to what Dad was saying earlier, yeah, if everybody remembers, the reports came out back when Obama was basically in office, especially after Benghazi, that there was 197 top officers that were purged in five years from him after Benghazi. Yeah, Oh, yeah. 
Let's read the reports on that. Figure out why in the world you had so many officers either get purged or step down or retire or basically get terminated. Also, too, I saw something earlier the other day, and it was making me laugh. And when I saw the the, the speech from George W. about basically how everybody in the United States is essentially a terrorist now if they don't believe the narrative and they don't go along with the COVID narrative, it made me giggle just for the fact that I remember the painting from Katrina Clyde called War Games that was found in Jeffrey Epstein's house. You know, the, the painting of George W. on the ground playing with paper airplanes and Jenga blocks that were on the ground, implying that he had a direct impact in 9-11. Oh, yeah, that, that giant painting that was in Epstein's house. It was right beside the one of Bill Clinton in a blue dress as a cross-dresser sitting on a couch. Oh, yeah, that, that painting also, too, on the wall of Jeffrey Epstein's house. Yeah, look that up whenever you want to get a real eyeful of what's happening behind the scenes with these clowns. Kind of like the 9-11 event where they were all wearing masks for photos over the weekend, and then as soon as the cameras were off, they were all standing around and had their mask off congregating. Yeah, my friends continue to get the truth out there and call out nonsense for what it is. Thank you for the support of Health Masters. Be sure to check out the website at healthmasters.com if you guys need anything at all. We're here to help you out the best we possibly can. Be sure to check out the product of the week, which it looks like you guys voted and it won. The B-Complex will be going on sale today at healthmasters.com. So thank you for your continued support. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.